0: First and foremost, I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land upon which we, myself and my guests, record today's podcast. I extend respect and gratitude to the Elders past, present and emerging of those nations and to all Aboriginal peoples listening today. Always was, always will be. Welcome to another episode of Yas Queen, I'm your host Timberlina, and for this episode I am joined by Lee Berryman. Lee is based in Central West New South Wales, she is an advocate of regional LGBTQIA plus communities, is a roller skate wannabe, and lover of all things rainbows and unicorns. You may know Lee for her loud voice at my live shows, or her weirdness during virtual bingo, but in this episode we take a deep dive into what it's like being a gay cis female married to a straight trans man regional pride events, and while sexual health testing is so important. So, let's get straight into this episode. I hope you enjoy. Yes, welcome back to another episode of Yas Queen. I'm your host, Tim Belina, and I am joined today by Lee, who is based in Da Vegas, as I like to call it. Welcome to the podcast, Lee. Hi, lovely. Thank you so much for joining us on this very cold, I'm sure it's wet out there, also night in Australia.
1: Um, it is so soggy and cold and wet.
0: Yeah, I was just telling you off air that. Um, the so wet here in newcastle that the my the water has seeped through my wall and i'm sitting on like it feels like a pool of water in my drag room which is really fun um but enough about me (laughs) let's get straight into the podcast so can you let everyone know who you are and where you are based
1: absolutely i'm probably the least famous person that you've had on your podcast uh and my name is lee i'm from dubbo in new south wales Uh, And I am on Wiradjuri land, so I wanted to acknowledge the Elders past, present and emerging and I also wanted to extend my respect to all Aboriginal persons listening.
0: That was so lovely, thank you. Um, And tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well. Uh, so I am, I identify as a gay cis female and my pronouns are she, her. I regularly am labelled as straight because I'm married to a trans dude. And so when people see us, they see a man and a woman. And that sort of is as far as people's concept goes. Um, so I love all things Rainbow. I am very loud and obnoxious, as anyone who has been to your virtual bingos will know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Um, I really, really, really want to get into roller derby. I think I'm the only person in Dubbo who wants to. And then I have two favourite words carbs and cunts. Oh, <laughs>
0: well, I have learnt <laughs> a few things about you so far already. So <laughs> that is amazing. Um, so if you didn't pick that up, um, Lee lives in the middle of fucking nowhere, um, where I was born, so in Dubbo, and we met through Lee coming to my bingo shows in Dubbo over the last three years, um, so (laughs) that's very fun, um, surprised we didn't cross paths when I was living in Dubbo several years before that, but how long have you been living in Dubbo for?
1: Since I was a kid, but I did leave for, like, five or six years and went to Sydney.
0: Oh, Sydney, yes. No. <laughs> no. Um, so, how was it growing up as a queer female, especially out west?
1: Confusing is probably a good word for it. Yeah. I don't think that I knew a single gay, queer non-binary person for my entire schooling life wow yeah
0: that's it, big
1: yeah i just i cannot recall a single person on the rainbow spectrum while i was at school obviously people have come out after school and whatnot but that's huge um so it was pretty confusing yeah it was very interesting it was only when i moved to sydney Sort of got more into the scene uh, that I sort of started to discover things about myself. So it was a really late bloomer. Yep. Um, and then I finally realized I identified on the rainbow, rainbow alphabet soup. <laughs> I love that. I know. Um, I was in LA for a queerest folk convention I was working at. And I just met all of these people that were just so different and Weird and wonderful, and they just didn't fit into these boxes. And I was like, "Ah, huh, I'm not that odd after all." And so then, yeah. So I identify as gay, yeah. which is probably not PC to a lot of other people. Um, a lot of people either assume I'm bi or pan or lesbian. I just use gay. I guess how other people would use queer. Yeah. And so. it just feels right to me and I feel like everyone should go with what feels right with them
0: yeah I 100% agree like um my biggest thing that I'm learning a lot nowadays is that like we label stuff way too much yeah like Shiraz is Shiraz to me but I know the difference between good and bad Shirazes. but like for example like it's all red at the end of the day
1: um (laughs) Well, $2.99 at Aldi.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, I can't really say that anymore, really, because they don't sponsor me like Absolute do.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you're moving up in the world.
0: I know, right? She's gotten big.
1: (laughs) Are Absolute the ones that have sponsored your beautiful photos lately? No. Oh.
0: the ones that are in the sand dunes
1: those are stunning oh
0: thank you no that was actually the photographer Blake Tucker he just messaged me one week he was like are you available next Thursday to go out in the sand dunes and do some photos and I was like I've got no costumes like I've got nothing new to show off and then the day before I just packed everything into a suitcase and we're in the sand dunes and that's how that came around but during the time that I've been posting all of them absolute has come on board um so it's very exciting
1: that is So, so exciting
0: but this is not about me. It's about you, Del. <laughs> it's about everyone. <laughs> um, so what age did you really come to terms that you were gay?
1: I want to say like 23-ish. It was a, oh. I was quite late.
0: Yeah, you were a late bloomer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey you worked it out there's I know people that have come out when they're like 50 so it's like it's never too late to come out like come out whenever you want and be yourself when you feel comfortable um yeah
1: I well say. I didn't even get to come out myself we were in the pub and a friend came screaming racing up to me and was I don't I even remember what they yelled it was something like the homo's here or the lesbo's here or something so the whole nightclub like you know the rue. <laughs>
0: Oh my God, was it at the Roo? Saturday night,
1: Saturday night, busy as anything, screamed it at my face and was like, I'm not out yet.
0: Oh my God, that is fab. And do you know the funny thing about the Emma Roo is that when they first opened downstairs, which is like the biggest nightclub in Dubbo, I was the very first person on in there. Like I was at the front of the line. Really? Yeah. I was managing the Quest Apartments at the time.
1: Oh, you're so fancy.
0: I know. So fancy.
1: Oh, so fancy.
0: Also, I'd just like to give everyone, if I start <laughs> laughing fingers randomly, it is because I'm starting to block my brows because I do have a show pretty much straight after this podcast recording. So, and we're on webcam. So, um, yeah, I'm starting to look like a bit of... Uh,
1: you look fruity. beautiful.
0: <laughs> you're yeah, beautiful, I guess. Um, so... You did mention before that you are dating a trans man. Um, how is it? What's it like? Tell everyone. I know that when um, I'm going to be like honest with you here, I literally thought you were a straight couple when I saw <laughs> you. So I'm one of the <laughs> that just like thought you guys were straight. And I was like, oh, so great. Um, so how is it dating a trans man, especially in a country town, well, country city? I guess.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we have the privilege mm-hmm. that we do for the most part pass as a straight couple. So I can't say that I've ever been worried about our safety or anything like that. Um, certainly when my husband was first coming out and was sort of in the beginning stages of transitioning because he did transition while we were dating, um, which was interesting
0: you Um, met when
1: we met before he had transitioned. transitioned okay yeah yeah um and so it was certainly interesting um safety had only ever been questioned sort of when he was transitioning yeah um so like which bathroom does he use you know it was very much about like if we were out on a saturday night i would stand outside the bathroom yeah. And be like, if I don't hear from you in five minutes, I'm coming in. Yeah. Until we sort of got comfortable. But he is very privileged that I'll use the air quotes passes. Um he he does have a very masculine voice and body and he um, yeah, he passes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he gets that. But um so a lot of people don't realise and don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and so then when sort of we talk to them and, and get him in amongst it, everyone is so shocked. And the very first question that a lot of people asked us was like, oh, so are you two married legally? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it was definitely interesting. It was actually, I think, me that provided a space for him to come out. Yeah. Uh, So I have been very active in the rainbow community in Dubbo for some years and had a close friend who was trans and they have a local um, like social group get together type situation. They used to have movie nights and things like that. And I had said to Sam one day, oh, I really want to go because not only do I want to support them, but I want to learn more myself. I want to know about pronouns and what's appropriate and what's not. And I think it's always important to open that circle to educate ourselves more.
0: Oh, so, yeah. I, I mean, education like, key, and I think that's one of the reasons why I did start Yas Queen as part of it, so...
1: Yeah. Yeah, so we, we went along to a movie day one day and then came home, and a little bit later, Sam sort of said to me, oh, I think I'm trans. Like, I really identify with a lot of their stories and a lot of what they said and um, I did not react well at first I had just come out we had only been together I don't even think it had been a year yet I was like I just got my gay label <laughs> 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 oh, waited 23 years and I got it for like nine months <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but yeah I just had to go through that decision of you know do I love this person or do I love the box that I live in yeah and I decided I really loved the person he's the best person I've ever met actually the very first night that we went on a date I opened the door and no shit my everything my guts my jaw everything just dropped and I remember I went home and said to my family that's the person I'm gonna marry Oh I know. That's
0: so disgusting.
1: Oh, it's gross. <laughs> so gross.
0: <laughs> and I say that being a marriage celebrate that is so gross. <laughs>
1: it's so gross. Yeah. But it hey. was, yeah, but it, it was very interesting. It's really cool though. Um, we talk about different things that I guess other couples wouldn't have to deal with, like male privilege. So Sam has the I, I guess fortunate perspective that he knows from both sides. So he's very aware that, like, when it's late at night, if there is a lone female walking on a footpath, that it is his responsibility to make her feel safe. Yeah. He needs to remove himself so she feels safe to walk down that street alone. Yeah. He said, you know, he's never been in a situation where somebody sort of clutches their handbag or, ch- like, changes the route that they're going on because he's... he's a, big dude and it's nighttime and he really had to check himself on that and sort of say no no this is this is my responsibility yeah and so um that's a cool discussion like discussions like that are cool
0: yeah that's yeah these are the things that you like don't really think about like especially like for me like if I was walking towards a female they'd be like wow I could just push that person over really um (laughs) Um so but yeah, that's so interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, and then like when you're in the nightclub and there's like, you know, the the skeezy dudes on the wall are hitting on the little girls.
0: Little yeah. girls
1: is the wrong term. Uh younger, younger. slimmer females. Yeah. They're them sort of, you know, the big imposing dude and they, they go away. So he he's really aware of that. Yeah. And it's really cool discussion to have.
0: That's really fucking cool though, that he knows. When to step in, which is cool. Yeah. Um, when you guys first got married, how did the community take it? when did you how long have you been married for?
1: Oh, oh, oh coming on, what are we, three years, two years? Coming on two years? Yeah. Yeah. Um I think we got a bit of a mixed bag of responses. Um, all of our closest friends and people that know us were just like, well, duh, we knew that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I said, a lot of people didn't understand that because he was trans, it was actually legal. Yeah. Um, because around the time that the marriage equality debates were happening, um, I had done an article in the local paper and sort of said, no, no, we're we're getting married. Whether it's legal or not will depend on the time, but we are getting married. And so a lot of people had just thought, oh, we had a commitment ceremony. Um, But also around that time, the Sydney Gender Centre had secured some funding to help change a bunch of gender markers on people's birth certificates. And Sam was very fortunate to receive that. And so um, his birth certificate gender marker had changed and we got married. And then marriage equality was like I think it was just before yeah. So
0: Oh that's sick. That's so cool.
1: Yeah. Um but it's a bit scary when people are like, oh so is it actually legal? It's like well well even if it wasn't, what well, business is it of yours?
0: Yeah, exactly. Shut up. Yeah. Um I just like, oh, you got married gross. <laughs> <laughs> I mean everyone get married and book me. Um what was your biggest regret about your wedding? <laughs>
1: We had two weddings, um, so we we actually eloped before our official day. My uncle, unfortunately, had um, terminal cancer, and he was my non-negotiable, yeah. so he had to be there, so we actually eloped and and got married with him by our side about a month before our wedding date, um, and then so we had a wedding a month later, and not really many people knew mm-hmm. until the celebrant was sort of like... Um, we've done this before, yeah. (laughs) Uh, which was, it was really unique and cool experience. But I think I really, had I have known you back then, I would have been like, I am the kind of person that needed a drag queen as a celebrant.
0: Yeah.
1: So me, that would have been sick. I just didn't know about you then. I'm so disappointed about that. But I think my, the biggest regret was letting other people's opinions interfere, like sort of divert the attention.
0: Yeah. That's probably what a lot of people say. And that's the first thing I say to people when they're getting married is like, just make it your own. It's your wedding day, not anybody else's. Like tell them to fuck off, Um, pretty much.
1: So much easier said than done. But let Um, me tell you, a Woolies mud cake with some Betty Crocker icing does the job.
0: For a wedding gig,
1: Yep, I'm that bitch, yeah, legit. Night before the wedding, Betty Crocker and a Woolies Mud, it was great.
0: That's where'd you get married? Uh, Mall, mm, beautiful location, D- D- yeah, Homestead, the yeah,
1: National Heritage Homestead, yeah, yeah.
0: I did a um, believe it or not, I went to a rugby ball there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're right,
0: the things I've done living in Dubbo, um. <laughs> Yeah, that's real fun. Talking about Dubbo and the regional world out there, um, regional rainbow, um, I think we covered how's it like living out west. Um, how do you find it with events? Do you get many events?
1: No. <laughs> the, the only, not anymore. So um, Central West Rainbow Alliance was around for quite a number of years and they used to have regular events and social dinners and, all that kind of thing, go bowling, whatever it was. Um, even just like catch-ups, like on a Sunday afternoon, just a whole bunch of people get together and catch up. Um, but since they've folded, none of that happens anymore. So the only thing that we get out here now is when you come and do your shows.
0: Yeah, wow. Which, are...
1: As far as I am aware anyway, I have not been made aware of any other queer entertainment or shows or anything.
0: Yeah, and I feel like that's mostly like everything out west like because I travel quite far and wide out west um (laughs) so like parks has nothing
1: I was so disappointed I couldn't go to that parks show recently
0: yeah um so they've got like they don't have anything like that and the pub that I perform at out there it's a lesbian couple with kids Oh really? Right? Yeah, the Railway Hotel. Yeah. I
1: didn't know that. Mhm. Oh.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, they've got two twins, well, a set of twins and a little boy. So.
1: Yeah.
0: Children. I know, gross. Up the
1: bum, number
0: one. bum, No babies. Yeah, up the bum, number one. Up the bum, no babies. Um, which is very exciting because I got the demo track the other day of. Oh. <gasps> Mm, it's going to sound really cool. I think everyone's going to like it. Um, so what is happening with Pride? Because you didn't mention Rainbow Alliance that it used to put on Pride out there. Yes, was that them? Yeah. Yeah,
1: that was. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Pride March was originally um, coordinated by Headspace Dubbo yep. uh, for the first year. And then Central West Rainbow Alliance took it over from there. Um, they did two or three years.
0: Two, yeah, because Jojo Zaho, who is like part of Timber Production. That
1: is where the six pack of nuggets was born. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> so she used to go back every year. No yeah,
1: that's what. right. Yeah. So CWRA, um, as an association, had folded. Um, the committee, including myself, were quite burnt out. Yeah. Um, pride out here is a mammoth effort. Yeah. Um, just even getting funding to, just local support and funding is so difficult. Yeah. I, I still think there's that that fear from some businesses about if they associate with it, what does that mean? What's the political statement? Um, so, unfortunately, yeah, everyone was quite burnt out and the association made the decision in November of last year to fold and shut down. So there'll be no further events for them. Although I did see on Facebook a week or two ago that, or oh, I'm going to get the name wrong, Central West Gay Connect or something like that. Uh, we're discussing if anybody wanted to help plan a Pride event. So there might be something in the works,
0: which yeah. is good. Fingers crossed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because it's so important. Yeah. I um. I remember that first year walking down the main street and just the love Mm. that people came out of their shops and walking with kids that know no different except a queer environment, feeling normal for once and just being able to be with your people. It makes a really, really big difference.
0: Oh, 100%. Like, it's like Mardi Gras um, in Sydney. Like, it's just the same bit out west. Because I know that orange yes i've got an event coming up because i was meant to be a part of that um but it, obviously everything's been postponed um because of our good friend COVID. Yes. um so like but when you think like when people are like central west or out west it's like they think everything's really close
1: <laughs> yeah no we um we went to Wagga mardi gras which is like four and a half five hours drive yeah that was fantastic. I cannot recommend Wagga Mardi Gras highly enough. And it didn't even go ahead because of COVID. Yeah. I recommend it and we didn't even get to March.
0: <laughs> yeah. So they're like big and Hay is big. Yeah. Um, and Are these... I
1: Temworth or Armadale were doing one as well.
0: They're still going ahead. Armadale Pride is still going ahead yes. apparently in September um, because a few performers from Newcastle going up to perform, um, which is amazing. Um, But, like, when you're, depending where you are listening in the world to this podcast, bring up a map of Australia, (laughs) then zoom into Sydney, and then move it inland, and then you'll see Dubbo, because Dubbo is, like, the hub of the Central West. Like, every major um, road and highway actually meets in Dubbo. Um, that's Dubbo and then zoom it out a little bit and then you'll see like all these other towns around it like Australia is fucking huge and um, my biggest thing when I started doing drag was I needed to take my shows out west to show that no matter who you are or what you are you can be whatever you want to be and do whatever you want to do so and that's my major thing and I'll continue doing it till the day that my legs give way and I have to stand there and do ballads um, for all my performances. Um, So I think like regional prides, if you are from a regional town and you are an ally, please just like connect with your community and try and help them plan these events and fund these. Like funding is like the most important thing. Like as an event producer myself, The most like the biggest thing when I'm putting on shows, people don't understand. It's just like, why aren't you doing that show anymore? I was like, Because people don't come to them for me to fund more shows. So, um, if you see a fundraising event, please go to it. Um, it's a trivia night or whatever. Don't balk at the price of like how much a fundraiser is. Like it's going they need the money to put on these amazing things. So those kids that are growing up can experience Pride events without having to wait till they're 18 to go to Sydney and be part of Mardi Gras. Um, I think that's my biggest thing. Um, I think I could talk about that all day. so um, could
1: I? We lose so many young people to the bigger cities because... And I did it as well. Like, I left when I was 19. Yeah. I went and spread my wings and came back. And it does, it, it just suffocating is not the right word that that's not at all the right word being able to spread your wings safely and being encouraged to spread your wings and having the opportunity and the places to go is so important so important
0: yeah like we lose people here like in Newcastle we don't have a a gay bar or a gay nightclub or whatever. And that's like my main priority now is putting on a queer events So we don't lose those people going to the big smoke to experience that. I try and get the community together as much as possible, which is very hard at the moment. Um, but if you are struggling always, there is Lifeline and ACORN, I think now has a hotline as well, but just reach out. People are here to talk as well. Um, if you don't know what ACON is, please look it up. It's A-C-O-N um, and they are they do lots of out west workshops and stuff as well.
1: Um, they do. They have a really fabulous, fabulous workshop for aged care for rainbow people. Yeah. Which is something that you don't hear a lot about. Like how do you provide aged care for a queer person? Yeah. They do a magnificent workshop on that
0: they they're amazing um I love ACON every time I say ACON everyone's like the singer and I'm just like no 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 no
1: no no no. they and they're so I I love ACON as well I have to agree ACON and sexual health I think are regional New South Wales biggest advocates for rainbow stuff and I may be speaking out of tune there but I know from my experience those are two organizations that have always shown up. Yeah. 100%. 100%. They, they're always just like, what can we do to help? How can we be there for you? Contact us if you need anything. And they're really great people, which helps.
0: Well, it really does. Um, <laughs> I'm lucky because the peeps that come out to you, Dubbo, are based here in the Hunter.
1: They are.
0: I get to see them all the time. I'm very Shall- lucky. You are. Yeah. We should me well just go into that section next then because we're going to talk about the importance of sexual health testing
1: oh, um, i could talk you know how you could talk about regional events forever i could talk about this forever yeah Be- okay so i've had a conversation with several people now and especially younger gays uh and specifically younger lesbians that do not understand how important sexual health is And, like, I had spoken with somebody who was 22 who had never, ever been tested for anything. Let that just sink in. They didn't know that as a lesbian, they needed to be tested for things and to encourage safe practices with your partners and to they didn't feel confident enough to have those conversations with their partner and say, "Hey, uh, are you clean? What prevention are we going to use? Do you have a history I need to know about?" And I, I was shook.
0: That's fucking scary it <laughs> scary. Is.
1: It's so scary. and so and I mean like I know when I was in school sexual education was pretty much like here's what a pattern a tampon looks like and here is a condom. And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, oh, okay. But what about this, and what about that? And there, there was sort of nothing on it.
0: Yeah, that's it's so scary. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to this,
1: please get tested.
0: (laughs) We get tested, Um, which is really fabulous because Acorn has just released the U test, um, which is like you can do yourself testing at home. for HIV and stuff like that so That's did you hear about, did you know about that
1: no I didn't
0: yeah you testing um it's really amazing because Akon has come on board as a major sponsor for Timberlina's Drag Off 2020
1: Oh yeah
0: and, and each major like each sponsor of the Drag Off gets to submit an ad because it's all online so like when we go to break between rounds the ads will come on like a television show um, and Acon just submitted theirs and it's all about the U testing which is amazing because it's going to reach a lot of people that people like especially the queer community they're going to watch these drag shows so yeah
1: it's gonna
0: be amazing um
1: did they launch that before COVID or is it do you know if it's a product of COVID
0: I, th- I think they I think it was in the works but they fast-tracked it during yeah. COVID because yeah. they had to close all their clinics yeah so
1: that's so good isn't it like I, like, I know the sexual health team here. They are so good. They're, they, they're so confidential and they're so mindful of that. And, you know, that I can't praise them highly enough, but being able to test at home, if, if you're not out or you're not comfortable, being able to do this really important stuff from home is critical.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. And even if you are going into a clinic to get tested a lot of it's just like they'll send you a text message or
1: yeah it's
0: like very confidential like no one's gonna find like you watch those movies where they call your house and your parent answers and none of that is true no (laughs) that is called movies um
1: they literally do this for a living yeah (laughs) specialize in sexual health
0: yeah (laughs) they're Um, very aware and like It's better getting tested and knowing that you have something so you can get it fixed early because like a lot of STIs, STDs um, can have long-term effects on your body. So go and get tested.
1: I agree. Um, Hey, speaking about sexual health. Yes. I recently heard that PrEP has been taken off the PBS.
0: Can you confirm or deny? It has been, yes. I'm not not on PrEP, um, but yes, it has been.
1: Like what's that about? I I'm not on it either, but I find that appalling.
0: Yeah. Um I I have don't have the answers. Um I'll just rage. Yeah. (laughs) um,
1: I just think about all the people out there that are not in a financial position to be able to afford it.
0: Yeah.
1: And what that means for their long term care.
0: Yeah. So I feel like we're like very much like following the US with this because well, my friends that are in the US they are paying like three hundred dollars a month for print
1: three hundred dollars a month
0: in the US
1: yeah why
0: because the US government is shit
1: well <laughs> obviously <yes>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um
1: can confirm
0: yeah um
1: I find like that what... really appalling if somebody is listening to this podcast and you know who I can contact To talk to about this or who I need to write letters to strongly worded emails hello yes I can be a Karen I want to know how what can we do to change that because I think that is so critical and important to have affordable easy great sexual health as a whole.
0: Yeah and talking about PrEP Mm -hmm. everyone that's on PrEP It doesn't cover you for every STD. Correct. (laughs) You you still need to be aware.
1: Go and get tested. (laughs) Use protection. Protect yourself and your partners. Hashtag
0: get tested. Get tested, yes. Hashtag get tested. Um, (laughs) That's going to be a new thing. It's like hashtag drag race. (laughs) Get tested. Hashtag All Stars <laughs> um, 5. Speaking of, because I know that you speak so highly of these, um, virtual sh- bingo and virtual shows during isolation and living in a country rural town, how has that been for you as a person?
1: Right. Let's get deep, deep, <laughs> deep, deep, deep into this. This is multifaceted and has lots of layers for me. Yeah. So not only do I come from a country town, I come from a country town who hasn't had much queer exposure for shows, entertainment, anything like that. And since CWRA had folded, I haven't been feeling very connected to the Rainbow community. That comes from obviously being in what appears to be a male-female heterosexual marriage. Um, It comes from accessibility to events. Uh, not a huge, massive rainbow community or people that identify the same way as I do, um, things like that. So virtual bingo comes along and I'm like, my people, I can be with my people. I can connect with my people every Saturday night for eight weeks. Actually, I think it was 10. I think I would 10 shows in a row. Yeah. <laughs> From my lounge room, I can have fun I can feel connected to my community. It was a great excuse to practice my cut crease. Thank you.
0: You're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, but the next layer of that is, you had just gone into doing drag full time and then COVID happened. I am not oblivious to the fact that you have to pay rent and eat food and pay for costumes and wigs and music and everything, photography, marketing. So many costs go into what you do as an entertainer and a performer. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not oblivious to any of that. So by me showing up for you, you can continue to do what you do so well from the comfort and safety of your own home. I get enjoyment out of it. Like it was like, that's a double whammy. Yeah. I was so in the privileged position to be able to afford a ticket every week. And I will continue to purchase tickets as long as you keep putting these shows (laughs) on which I keep nagging you to do more of because they're so important. Like it connects me to community. I meet wonderful people like Blake. Oh, great guy should wear leopard print more and then and I met your mum and dad yeah that's so cute like that's cute and then like supporting you as well as a queer performer that's a double whammy right
0: yeah well yeah thank you for helping pay my rent and put food and letting me drink 299 Audi Shiraz. um
1: and those those martinis
0: we get the martinis yeah which i'm now back at that venue um every thursday um so is that five
1: sawyers yeah
0: five sawyers so so happy to i'm like now literally back like i i think i took two weeks off total of doing no shows um which i needed to do (laughs) um i agree for all of those people that didn't know i was doing virtual bingo every week during COVID, so i didn't have an actual week off between being in venues and then going online. So I literally turned my business inside out and around and somehow it became online within, I think it was five days um, from people harassing me um, from the general public <laughs> about, you can't just stop doing bingo, turn it online. And then um, 10 weeks and I think I'd been around the world three times <laughs> with people that have been on my show. People were waking up in London and Germany and stuff just to watch my show which i appreciate so much so it was actually amazing i got to meet some of the most amazing people i have done shows for the prime minister's hr department i've done stuff for engineers so like i and like this weekend i'm still doing online corporate events for those large companies that have social groups that are still not back in and may not be back into their normal business life for another two years so Online shows got so exhausting. Like, I was setting up, packing down, setting up, packing down. And, like, because you can see behind me, there's a doorway there. Like, and it's set up, ready to go for my show straight after this. And um, I just needed to take two weeks off, like, mentally. But I'm back into it. I promised everyone that i will do a show once a month, virtually. I think the next one will be in the next couple of weeks when I can find some time. Um, but it's going to be trivia and not bingo. So it's very exciting. Um...
1: Yes. I'm so excited for trivia because I just think of the group of people that came to bingo and us mm-hmm. doing trivia together. I'm sorry. It's going to be a shit show and I'm going to love it.
0: Yeah. And because I have this, well, obviously because all these companies now have brought out online stuff. So it's a trivia thing. So like, for example, you and Blake could be part of the same team, but you answer the questions.
1: No, I'm going to beat him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Like, just for an example, um, and then you're competing against mum and dad, but mum and dad both are on their own devices and they answer the questions and then it automatically tallies and it brings up, like, it's like this full-on system that I have for trivia. It's really fun and I should use it more often. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much. Um, Bingo and trivia are really fun shows. But I also have to say, because... We're lucky in New South Wales because we haven't been shut down into another lockdown like most of Melbourne has. Mm. Um, So if you are in New South Wales and you're listening to this, um, still support your artists that are in Melbourne now that have gone back onto online stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, Um, because a lot of them still do at full time just like me. So um, I guess we're very lucky in Australia where our government is supporting every single one of us however we need it, really, and they've just extended JobSeeker and JobKeeper, thank God.
1: Yes, I agree. Um, but, it, yeah, it, it's really important to me as a queer person to support queer entertainers and queer performers, especially, and I do have the privilege of being able to afford that during COVID, and I'm completely aware of the privilege that that is, um, and I think I should extend that to to people within my community. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Agree. And yeah. if you are in hardship times, just reach out. Like I'm happy to flick you a ticket if you can't afford a ticket and you really need some entertainment in your life. Like
1: like Oh yeah. I'm I'm happy. I'll I'll pass a ticket along to someone.
0: It's um I don't know why you don't come to my show, but thanks. <laughs> it's
1: so much fun.
0: I guess so. Well my mum keeps never... messaging me, so <laughs> Who is, sorry? My mum. She's like, when are you doing another show? When are you doing another show? When are you doing another show?
1: I'm certain you're just going to have the block button be like, Lee, Lee, block, block. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um.
1: Lees are never allowed to come to another show. Yeah.
0: So the best thing is my mum's name's Lee as well. So yes. fun times. And they yeah. both live out west. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and harass you constantly. Which I love. Yeah. I love west. Yeah.
0: Um, I feel like that's like mostly all of my questions that I had. Is there anything else you want to discuss on this amazing podcast?
1: I would love to just sit here and watch you block your brows again. <laughs> we haven't had much protest. I've distracted progress. I've distracted you this whole time.
0: Well, this is like because usually, like I'm foundationing, foundationing. Yeah, that's a new word. Putting <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> foundation that. on as well and putting beard concealer. Um, and I'm blocking my brows at the same time, but now I'm just blocking my brows so when I do my foundation after this it will just all be all at once instead of different stages. I should really do um, a video of me doing my makeup. People have requests
1: time lapse.
0: Yeah, but I feel like people are gonna judge me too much. Um,
1: um have you ever sa- have you ever sat and watched Jojo do her makeup?
0: Um, no, because that bitch takes way too long and too many smoke breaks.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Is it?
0: <laughs> she takes so like <laughs> the thing. One of the things during Drag Off is that all the contestants have to come on site and do their makeup. Mm-hmm. So they have to come on a blank canvas, and watching them, and then like we're all in the same room doing our makeup. It's like very imagine like I think there's like six of us doing our makeup at a time in the green room of the studio. it's Just like oh, too many drag, too many drag performers. Um that's fun. Um I think that's I think that's all.
1: I think yeah. That,
0: is there like any other topics you want to talk about? I mean there probably is, but
1: um, I would love to know what shade of lipstick Brooklyn Heights wore on the latest Canada's drag race. Not sure that you can help me with that.
0: Mm, I'm I'm gonna say no, I can <laughs> I can I cannot help you with that. Um so, yeah.
1: Um,
0: no. Um, Sorry, no.
1: that was my dog barking in the background.
0: that is okay. There's probably a reason I'm for just
1: that. In the time for him.
0: Um,
1: um, yeah, cool. Well, this has been so much fun. Yeah,
0: thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you. Um, and I'm sure I'll have you again soon. Um, but, yeah, thank you. I'm going to start recording Hashtag
1: now. non-famous.
0: thank you for listening to yes queen if you enjoyed this podcast please like subscribe and tell your friends and family if you have any questions about anything and everything follow us on instagram and facebook at yes queen podcast and send them through Once a month, we'll compile all the questions and have them answered by queers and allies from around the country. Until next time, my name is Timberlina, Top Shelf Talent. Pour yourself double. Peace out. Love you all.